Does your vision for business match what you see happening on a daily basis? Welcome to Jim White's Circle of Success, where Jim White brings it all together. For over 30 years, Jim White has worked with organizations and individuals worldwide to help develop and implement excellence. You'll get the inside story on how to create innovative leaders from one corner of your company to the other. Get everyone on your team contributing to the bottom line. Keep building revenue even when the economy and your customers have flatlined. And more. Jim White's Circle of Success Radio covers it all, from communication to contract negotiation, from personal fulfillment to revving up cash flow. It's not about theories. It's about showing you what works and how to make it work for you. And now, here's your host, Jim White. Thank you, David, and welcome to the show, everyone. We're broadcasting live from Carmel, California on this uh, somewhat uh, little overcast uh, day uh, on Saturday, February the 11th, 2012. We have the AT&T uh, event going on in the peninsula, and we appreciate all of our visitors that uh, brings brings and puts money into our economy on the Monterey Peninsula. So we thank you for that. And I encourage you to uh, go out and enjoy all of the uh, wonders that the Monterey Peninsula has to offer. We live in a, a beautiful place, and once again, welcome to all of our national and international visitors. As I was thinking about the show for today, um, I could not help but uh, reflect on the huge opportunity that we have as Americans. And that opportunity uh, comes about uh, in November of 2012. That's when we as uh, registered voters and what I'm going to refer to today as the shareholders – I'm going to put it in that context today, kind of a business-citizen uh, uh, relationship. Uh, the shareholders of America uh, has an opportunity uh, to go to a shareholder meeting and to cast a vote on for his or her candidate uh, to be the next leader of this, what we'll call America Incorporated. Now, uh, we have a an existing leader, uh, President Obama. Uh, he is going to be doing everything that he possibly can to convince you that he is the right leader to continue to lead America and what's commonly become known as the leader of the free world, if you will. Then he's going to have a, another individual uh, that's going to, and this is just the U.S. Uh, um, system, if you will, and another individual is going to try to convince you that uh, he is the better candidate uh, to be be the leader for the next four years. Now, I don't believe I have ever been uh, exposed to such huge opportunities as we have and challenges within the United States and around the world. So this casting of your uh, votes in November is absolutely critical. We need to turn out in numbers and let the world know with a resounding uh, turnout that we, the shareholders of America, are, are well informed 
and we are involved in the process of to continue to develop this great nation that we we live in. Now, between now and November of 2012, uh, I'm I'm no different than any other talk show host, both for my radio and on my television show. Uh, but what I try to do differently is to be right down to center. And just to bring you information, uh, the mission of both of my shows is is very simple. It is to inspire and to educate, and we do that by bringing you uh, some of the most compelling content, um, guests, experts, gurus, small walks of life, and all industries to share with uh, you. And we believe to our core that our uh, radio audience and our TV audience are very, very, very intelligent folks. And what I mean by that, you can take the information that we get and you can make a decision. So that's our responsibility and that's uh, what we do each and every week, both on the radio and on our television show. Now, we're going to find uh, uh, billions of dollars that's going to be spent on this campaign uh, between now and November. Uh, and the day's show, I, I call it the road to the White House. Now, you say, well, geez, Jim, what's that mean? Well, what I want to do uh, is between now and election time is continue to uh, put forth in, in a very simple, straightforward way and bring awareness to issues that we have uh, in America and and you say, well, do we have enough time to do that? <laughs> well, we have a lot of issues. But I look at an issue as an opportunity, right? So we have a lot of issues and a lot of opportunities that lies uh, with us. Now, in any executive suite, back to the business metaphor, we've got to have a support team. Now, the same is true uh, we in, in our branch of uh, government, uh, the administrative branch, and then we have our uh, Congress and our Senate. Let's kind of call those folks as the support team. Now, we got to have everybody working together, and that's that in lies the challenge, right? As long as you have living, breathing, individual DNA folks, it's always going to be a challenge. But our leader is 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 the individual, he or she has a responsibility to be able to uh, communicate this compelling vision that you have for the country, for your family, and for your organization. See, I don't believe you can separate because we're all that, if you will. So we got to make sure that we're also uh, letting our voices be heard uh, to your representatives, and we got to make sure that we send a very clear message to uh, Congress and the Senate that you're there to work and you work for us. And and, and the nonsense that's been going on uh, of recent years has got to stop, right? So, once again, the topic of the show is the uh, road to the White House. Now, today uh, is, is to bring light to that road and to give you information I'm going to be talking about what makes the economy grow. Now, as we uh, educate ourselves and we prepare to go to the uh, uh, to the polls in November, 
I want you to be educated on every major subject uh, that there is, and that's a real undertaking. So we have a tendency sometimes just to sit back and say it's too complex, it's over my head, or my voice doesn't make a difference. It does make a difference, and that's that's the thing that we really want to get across. So today, uh, my favorite word, we're going to drill down uh, on what makes the economy grow. So and 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 that is some of the things that you need to be aware of, so you can look and make a decision of those choices that you're going to have to uh, to elect and put in a leadership position, running uh, America Inc. for the next four years. Uh, does those individuals have the tools in your mind and the leadership skills in order to do that? Right. So that's the uh, flavor of the show today. And as always, you can uh, participate by calling 619-768-7298. I'll repeat, 619-768-7298. And I've always got to look at the uh, monitor for that. I don't know why I can't remember that number. But anyway, uh, if if you have anything to share, we're uh, happy to hear from you. Uh, and, uh, and, and we're going to uh, get, get to the first break here. And uh, we come right back from the break. We're going to get into what makes the economy grow. So here we go. This segment is brought to you by 12 O'Clock High Leadership and Management Summit. 12 O'Clock High is one of the undisputed best movie classics of all time. It is also one of the best business learning tools available. The movie rated number one by top executives for its influence on their management style. Now, the inspiration of the 12 O'Clock High Leadership and Management Summit, an innovative one-day event and 30-day follow-up where you will quickly see what's working and not working on the front lines of your company and in your own leadership style. Learn more at 12high.com. That's 12high.com. Thank you, David. We're back, and we see we have a caller. Let's uh, check out with this caller, and we're going to... Hello, who do we have on the line? Yeah, don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Well, there's a jerk in every level and every corners of the globe, right? So anyway, um, here we go. Let's take a look at uh, what makes the economy grow. What makes the economy grow? Now, Everyone, everyone should want the economy to grow, right? A, a, a growing economy, and, 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 and I want you to bear with me a little bit because I want to drill down on this, the basics of this and, and, and the uh, economics. Economics, this thing is very, you know, doesn't have to be that complicated. So growing the economy puts you know, more money in your pocket, the family's pockets, right? And the pockets of different nonprofits and charities and, and adds to their budgets, right? It also uh, adds to the uh, poor, uh, helps the poor, uh, any unemployed, uh, to have an easier easier time of finding jobs, right? And, and families saving for retirement and for their children's education. Uh, and, and they can grow their nest egg. So that's the thing that we're looking for. And, and another way I... You know, I communicate that is you get up every day uh, for one reason, and that is to create a quality of life for you and your family that you choose. That's it. Bottom line. That's what you're. That's what you're doing. So, what makes uh, the economy grow? What is it? Uh, and 
and like I said, you don't need a degree in economics to answer this question either. Uh, you just need to have to think carefully, and common sense can help expose some of these popular misconceptions. And I'm going to drill down on as many as I can today, uh, keeping in mind that this is a journey uh, to, to the White House, and we're going to continue to bring up different topics each, each and every week, right? So, and 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 these myths about the economy. So we're going to drill, uh, bring up some of those, as I said. Many think of our economy as if we're a big pie. Now, I, I thought I came up with that because I have a, a friend and a colleague, uh, Susan Barrich, which is the uh, executive director of a, a, a business uh, entrepreneurial incubator center here in the Monterey Peninsula and Project 17. And we were talking recently, and she said, it's like baking a pie, the ingredients to a pie. And, and I like that, so I, I picked up on it, and I, I'm going to add apple pie, <laughs> my favorite, right? So as we think about um, the the economy, it's, it's think about this big pie, right? Now, it's got you know the, the nice crust. It looks good. It's brown. It's got all the ingredients. It's got everything that you want. And you can slice this pie uh as many ways as you want, okay? Uh, 10 to 12 equal parts, you can slice it any way you want. It can be thin, it can be thick, it can be big, it can be small, all of these stuff. Now, if you cut one of these slices, you know, really uh, thick, you'll have to cut the others thinner, okay? So bear with me. I'll pull it together uh, If if it, in order to distribute the pie. That's a trade-off, right? So it seems unfair that some should have more of the pie than the others, right? It seems uh, fair to slice the pie into equal slices, right? Okay, hold on. But I want to suggest to you that that idea is 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 flawed a bit. My suggestion to you, see what you think. First, our economy isn't like that apple pie, right? It's not. Sitting on the uh, counter getting coal, it's, that's, that's, that's not our economy. Now, with the right conditions, now this is what's critical, and bear with me, with the right conditions, we can create more wealth, okay? We can create more wealth, that is, we can make the pie grow. Now, some create more than others. Now, this is what I really want you to get your mind wrapped around. Some create more than others and may end up with a bigger slice of the pie. But in the long run, everyone can end up with a bigger slice than they would have otherwise. And that's what we refer to as the win-win. Now, I, 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 I want you to really get these and listen to my words. And uh, like I said, this is a, uh, we have a replay of this. Go back and listen to it and just understand where we're coming and how you can uh, fit into this. So this is a win-win. That's what we're looking for, right? Now, as I said, uh, the economy is not the pie, but slice it, but it's a metaphor, right? Now, the second problem with the apple uh, pie idea is this. Who's doing the slicing, right? <laughs> Who's cutting the pie? Usually that task is assigned to the federal government, right? But the government didn't bake the pie. They didn't bake the pie in the first place. They didn't bake it. The American people, the workers, had the ingenuity and, and the labor 
to bake the pie. Now, I want to just do a sidebar here briefly. Um, I was reading a, uh, well, I was actually watching a interview with Warren Buffett recently, and it was talking about the taxes, and it's talking about uh, his tax rate versus labor. Now, what's interesting in this tax rate, uh, if you are a worker doing services, you're going to pay a higher tax rate than if you are receiving your income from financial income. So that's that disparity that, uh, I mean, Warren Buffett and other uh, very rich Americans are going out and say, hey, this is, we agree that this thing is a little sideways a little bit. But it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a simple solution, but it is something that needs to be addressed. So, so when the government tries to slice the pine to equal pieces, it's simply, simply, now get this, spreading income around. Now, you really got to be aware of that, spreading income around by taking from some and giving it to the others. Taken from some and given to the others. At best, that's that win-lose situation that we have, and that's the reason we get people up in arms, right? Now, and by picking winners and losers, such as a policy distorts the incentives that lead those who produce more to do their best, which means they produce less. Hear my words. They earn less, and the pie shrinks. Now, trying to trying to spread the income around by redistributing what people have earned, and that's what we do um, pretty much in the federal government level, redistributing what people have earned through their own efforts actually hinders the creation of, of new income. Now, I am giving you food for thought. This is my 40 years of experience, and this is where I put it all this together, and I'm digging down, and I'm trying to present it in, in such a fashion to get you to think, and you don't necessarily have to agree with everything that I say, but I want you to take, you know, listen, and, and, and before you discard it, take a really serious look at it for, and, and, and the manner in which I am presenting this data of how the economy grows and and we've got to make sure that we got an elected leader because it's, it's take the myths away from the economy, it's, it's dice it down, and it's put it in simple form of, of how this economy works, right? Now, like I said, trying to spread income around by redistributing what people have earned through their own efforts actually hinders the creation of new income. That's a big deal. Now, and creating more income by growing the pies, the only known way to increase overall prosperity. New stuff. Now, fortunately, and I use that word and I selected that word carefully, fortunately, we know, we the American people, know how to grow the economy. We do. We're good at that. How to make the pie bigger. We're good at that. By individuals working and trading, and creating freely. That's what we're good at. Not by government taxing away our incomes. No. Restricting our economic freedoms. No. And spending our money supposedly on our behalf, but really on its own priorities, based on its own ego within government. 
Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of emails on this show, but I am on the road, and I was thinking about this, and, uh, and uh, I think you know me well enough, but now uh, it, it's kind of uh, 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 interesting how I approach it. I see we got another caller on the line. Let's see if it's a, a legitimate caller or not. We'll, we'll take this call. You're on your Circle Sex Show with Dr. Jim White. Okay, we're going to have our engineers behind the scenes to block all the, I don't know why we're getting all the crazy folks today. But anyway, uh, isn't that interesting? Why would a crackpot call a show like this? Interesting. Anyway, we have the power to cut them off and move on. Okay. So, back to the matter at hand. Now, as I said, we know, we the American people know how to grow the economy, right? Now, I am going to use a couple more scenarios, and and you know me well enough but now that you know, I like metaphors and I like to put images and mental images in. And I'm going to use Apple computer. Why Apple? Well, they're about a third of the <laughs> stock market value now. And I'm just going to use my apple farmer, <laughs> okay, growing the apples to try to try to make the point here. Now, let's say that we have a couple of dozen engineers uh, at Apple computers who invent an easier, easier way. And boy, I love Apple products uh, to find information, say the web and, and all the great technology. Now. We all use our iPhones, uh, iPads, all these kind of things, right? And people in, in, enjoy all these tools, and they're very productive. I couldn't do without them. I couldn't do the things that I need to do on a daily basis, you know, without these. So, so, and and I know I'm gonna get a lot of uh, calls. I've already got some feedback to a degree where people are gonna say, "Yeah, Apple has a huge market value." However, they employ Hundreds of thousands of people offshore. That's another show. I understand what you're, what you're getting at. So I've already got some chats on that, tweets on that immediately. So I'm going to address that right up. Those are coming in. You're right. Uh, and also, uh, I'll just take another sidebar. Uh, President Obama's stated uh, stated union message. We're talking about manufacturing you know, on my uh, television show. I, I did a segment on manufacturing. It's true. We got to get manufacturing back in the U.S., and we got to give some incentives to get the apples of the world to be able to bring their manufacturing jobs back to the United States. Okay, so that's another opportunity that we have as well. Now, and do, and being innovators, new income and wealth has been created as a result of these innovations, right? Now, as a similar uh, fact, when a farmer tends and grows his apples. And then sells his apples, right? Got to sell his apples. Uh, he or she gets money to buy what he needs for his or her own use and sustain his apple business, right? So, now, while customers get the apples, customers get the product, which they prefer to the money they give the farmer. So, that's an exchange, what I call energy, right? Now, income has been created by developing uh, products that consumers want. That's the deal. Now, if the farmer saves rather than spend some of his proceeds, right, he can invest the money 
and create even more income for the future. That's how it works. It's like it's simple. That's how it works. Now, it's as I said, it's not rocket science uh, as well. It's simple. It's common sense, and it's it's been true. It's been true for thousands of years. Thousands of years this has been true. Now, but unfortunately, in Washington, it's not very common. It's not very common in an economic downturn to increase, to increase, now follow me close here, to increase their power permanently, the power of Congress and Senate and other elected officials permanently, by taxing and spending and borrowing rather than supporting policies to grow the economy. Now, on shows to come, we're going to drill down on looking at some of the public policies and and how where it does it does not create jobs. Now, there's areas of the federal government that's absolutely essential. Of course, and some. In, in the federal government, such so as the judicial system, yep, we got to we we, we got to support that. Uh, national security, yep. And here in our own back door, we got a great organization. Uh, you know, it's got you know the Center for Homeland Defense and Security. Uh, great folks that are doing a lot of great things uh, uh, through the Homeland Security Department and provides it. We need to support these efforts. Money needs to be available for these things, right? But it's vital to the society and the economy that we have a strong judicial system, we have a strong uh, defense system, and we have an infrastructure system in place, right? We'll talk more about that. But income uh, redistribution I'm going to use, income redistribution and other forms of a government meddling, getting in our way, often shrink the pie and keep it from growing. They get in our way. Now, I am so encouraged, uh, and, and and I don't know I'm going to be so unbiased here. Uh, my sons, um, uh, Taylor and Miles and my stepson, Ryan, and their generation, uh, we I'm, I'm encouraged as to how intelligent they are. I'm encouraged as to how well read and informed. So we got some great leaders coming down the pike, and 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 to me, uh, that's what's going to continue to grow grow America. So uh, I want to thank you know, don't know whether they're listening and Bob, but not. I, I just want to reach out to you and say, very proud of you. Uh, you're the leaders of the future, and just keep it going. I mean, keep keep it going. Even when people uh, may criticize you and say you can't or you're doing that, stick to your guns. Keep it going. Keep it going. So that was a sidebar, but I, it was appropriate at the time. So thank you for allowing me to share that. Now, they take income, they being the government, take income away from those who earned, who earned it, and give it to those who didn't. Drives me insane. Now, in the process, they divert, that's the word I chose to use, and as you can tell, putting this show together, I'm all over the place, and all the research, and 
I got a thousand notes, and my mind's going a thousand miles a minute. And uh, but it's important uh, to make sure that we drill this information down in in a um, uh, a piece that we can chew on. Uh, and we're going to get another break in here shortly, so we got to pay the bills as well. So bear with it. And before that break, as I said, they being the government uh, take income away from those who earned it. Think about it. And give it to those who didn't. Period. Now, in that process, in a process, they diverted resources, and once again, I'm I'm being redundant here. Di- diverted resources to less underlying score, less productive uses, and thus impede the creation of new opportunity that would otherwise that would be otherwise benefit everyone in the long run. I know, let me have it, bring it on, give me your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> but I, I believe this to be right on point. I'm biased, right? Right on point. Now, uh, an instance of that, uh, when the government uh, imposes taxes, it takes income from, say, from Apple Computer and the, and the Apple Farmer, and hands it over to someone else is merely is merely redistributing. I want you to get that. I've said that a thousand times, many different ways. Redistributing, not creating income. That's a redistribution of income and not creating income. That's what we got to do. So when we are going to make a decision on the leaders, not only from the White House. It's in our state houses, it's in our Congress, it's in in our local governments. Everybody that says they want to belly up to the bar and be a public public servant in politics, we've got to make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons and they're not doing it for uh, just their ego and a power trip, right? Now, government, government should not be the center of economic development, okay? Now, so once again, it's merely redistributive. It's not earning. So total income has not increased by one penny by this redistribution, right? It's not. And the government has discouraged, discouraged, and like I said, I acknowledge that we've got to address the offshore issue but I've spent a number of years international myself. What do you expect private enterprise to do if the own country that they reside in and that they love and the states in which they operate in makes it so difficult that you can't make a living? You got to go someplace else. We got to stop that, right? We got to stop that. It's a discouraging innovation. Okay, and so. That's the case. If we continue to do it, we're going to discourage innovation from the Apple scenario and the Apple farmer, if will, from creating more products to value to others, right? So we've got to get another break in, uh, and we come back, we're going to drill down so a little bit more uh, in the time we remain in as to what really uh, does make the economy grow. And I'm going to get into a couple of myths here, and we're going to try to get as much in, but this whole uh, segment here, this whole series is, is a series. I'm, it, it's, even as I'm doing the show today, 
my mind's wondering, oh, this is where I want to go. I want to drill down on this more. I want to drill down. But I want to hear from you if if you want to share share your thoughts on that. So uh, let us get another commercial in, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Circle of Success Show with Dr. Jim White. We'll be right back after this message. This segment is brought to you by Circle of Success, a dynamic, year-long, intensive management and leadership development process designed to help individuals and organizations reach their goals quickly. A customized process addressing specific needs and identifying the critical opportunities particular to the individual and organization with results measured in increased revenue, increased net profits, and increased equity. The Circle of Success inspiring excellence in people at jlwhiteinternational.com slash circles. Thank you, David. Uh, we're back. Um, you're listening to the Circle Success Show with Dr. Jim White. Now, we're also streaming live. I don't know why I didn't think about that. We're streaming live uh, right now. You can go to jlwcos.tv. You can click on the uh, Circle Success Radio, and you'll see my mug right there. We're streaming live. It's a uh, uh, it's a small uh, about a two or three second delay, but we're streaming live. And you'll also see on that web page um, we uh, provided uh, President Obama's uh, weekly address. And the reason we did that because I thought it was very appropriate. Uh, to the topic road uh, to the White House and what is the economy, because we've got a very serious uh, issue uh, that's going to be facing us by the end of February, and that has to do with the payroll uh, payroll tax. So uh, I included uh, the message from President Obama, which he did uh, earlier uh, for this weekly address on the web page as well. Now, let's continue to drill down on the economy grows. What makes it grow? It grows. When individuals, individuals, and businesses succeed and recognize it, wow, what a profound thing, right? And recognize it, new markets, right? New markets. You recognize new markets and new opportunities. That's the key, new opportunities, and accept, accept the risk involved in pursuing these opportunities in the hope of earning income. We could drill down on that statement for weeks. It's a big deal. It's a mouthful why it's laid out. Okay? Now, each of the elements is important. Risk analysis. Communication. The right people in the right job at the right time. Right planning. Goal setting. Accountability. Values. Belief system. All of these things are critical, and they must come together for a uh, for a progress to be made, and you got to have the economic progress to be able to have the freedom to explore your uniqueness as an individual. And I don't suggest that we keep this within our borders of the United States. We need to take a leadership role, and we need to uh, reach out all people, all. Breathing individuals deserves an opportunity for economic economic freedom and security. We really do. Now, that's a big that's a big stuff. Right? I just stopped to think about that for a minute. 
the absence of any ingredients for the pie would diminish the taste of the pie. So if you leave any of the ingredients out, pie's not going to be so good, right? I love that. I love that. Thank you, Susan. For example, the economy grows when someone sees an opportunity to meet a need and can marshal the resources to meet the need. And you only need four resources. You need the money, you need the people, you need the time, you need the material. That's the four things you need. And you got to have all of them in balance, right? That need may be to supply an existing good, goods to a new market, right? Or it may be to supply something brand new, like the iPods and iPads and all this other good stuff. And I'm not uh, leaving out uh, Android and uh, other folks either, Motorola and Verizon and Sprint. And, uh, you know, we, we need them all to keep everybody competitive, right? Now, it's also important for the supplier to meet the need, however, there must be a marketplace in which the supplier can meet the potential buyers, okay, and where they can settle on that price for that product or service, the supplier knows there will be a risk involved. There's a risk in business. That's what makes it so interesting. Business is creative, and, and, and the revenue side of it is really a fun product side to be able to see how creative you can be, right? That's the fun, fun factor. Now, now there's a whole host uh, arrested Bob in, in business, and so uh, must have some confidence about these whole range of issues in your competencies, okay, and to be able to accept the rest. Now, for example, uh, you must be confident, a supplier must be confident that the goods won't be uh, stolen by someone else or confiscated or in whole or in part. Uh, and, and we're talking about some, some of our international uh, issues or trading partners. That's a challenge. Um, so all these things are, are, are real. And that the customers will be in the market and willing to pay an adequate, reasonable price, right? This is we're talking about how to create an economy, how to grow the economy, right? Now, uh, we see that we have uh, looks like the same pranks. I don't know what's going. On. How did we end up with all the prank calls today, uh, <laughs> David? I don't know. Now, when these elements are in place, individuals invest in their own abilities. Now, this is key. When these elements are in place, individuals invest in their own abilities through education and training, and so increases their value to the market. Underscore that. When these elements are in place, businesses invest in new production facilities in the hope of expanded the quantity or range of their products and to employ the latest technologies to reduce cost and to improve quality. That's part of developing an economy. Now, 
it's important to note that the economic, the economic growth is not the consequence of some master economic plan managed by the federal government. No way. It results from millions of people individually seeking what is in their own interest by providing what is in the interest of others. Mouthful. Underscore it. Listen to it again later, please. The collective consequence of their actions, collective, we, collective consequence of our actions. There's no single individual, but you have leaders, you have innovators. We need us all, and we need a stable rule, stable rule of law is to increase the number of jobs in the economy, the wages earned by workers, and the income and wealth of nations. So the economy grows when individuals and businesses succeed and recognize it. New markets and new opportunities. That's how the economy grows. New markets and new opportunities, right? And like I said, this is going to be a series, and we're just going to hit the iceberg uh, tip of the iceberg today. Um, but I want you to be thinking about this. So we're going to be coming back weeks, and not necessarily going to say it's next week, but we'll bring different pieces in from different times, okay? And uh, we do have a lot of chat going on today, uh, and uh, a lot of chat, and we also got a lot of a lot of prank calls. The switchboard is full of prank calls today. We're going to let them drop off, so we're not going to address you. Um, now, you know, we we need to get one more break in here. Um, yeah, let's get another break in, and I want to come back, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw in a couple of myths in the time we have remaining. Uh, let's get a couple of myths in here, and uh, let me see. we got to go down here. Here we go. This segment is brought to you by What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course. Looking for clarity of purpose? What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course can help you define your goals and vision. Start living your life on purpose. Living on purpose is about joy. Living on purpose is about intention. Living on purpose is about personal transformation and continued growth. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 helps you address finances, relationships, spiritual growth, physical and mental health. You'll reclaim your personal power and get your life on track to attain true success. Learn more at whatsmypurpose.com. Thank you, David. We're back. Whatsmypurpose.com. Uh, I started a 12-week uh, course on January the 16th. We've got some great people around the world. Are really, really, uh, we're having a great time. It's 90 minutes every Monday for 12 weeks, and it's uh, it's a it's a it's a great time. So check it out. Whatsmypurpose.com. Okay, as always, every time I uh, get uh, this far along into the show. I said, man, I wish I had a two-hour show or a three-hour show. If I did that, now I want a four-hour show. <laughs> so um, we we got time to maybe hit on a couple of myths about the economy. Uh, so I'm going to throw out myth number one. 
government spending grows the economy by pumping new money into it. Hmm. Now, I'll give you some facts with that myth. Every dollar that the government injects into economy must first be taxed or borrowed from families, businesses, or other nations. Get that. I'm going to hold up a little brochure and for you to see you look at that and what I'm going to point if I get that in here and then for the folks that are just listening the headline the U.S. owes China 1.14 trillion dollars hmm okay now so Myth, government spending grows the economy by pumping you money into it. Not a fact. And you got to stop and think about this. Because there's many ways to spend this, and it's hap- you know, and we have the best spending this stuff. For every dollar injected into the economy, at first, that's, that's the key. Go check it out for yourself. Do the research. That money is taxed. We borrow the money from our families, or we go borrow the money from other nations. Right? Now, it is absolutely mind boggling by the fact in tough economies, lawmakers often launch new spending programs to rev up the growth by injecting money into the economy. And I know that I'm going to get myself in trouble on this because I'm not going to have enough time to finish this whole series, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Uh, this approach does not increase production. you got to know that. does not. Or create new income. It doesn't do that. It only moves money around within the economy. That's all it does. In other words, it does not encourage growth in either the overall economic pie or the family bank accounts. It does not. Check it out for yourself. Do the research. Become knowledgeable. Become educated. Let us show up in numbers to cast the vote for our new leaders, not only for the White House, but for the state houses and for every city council, every mayoral race, every assembly, state assembly, state assembly, governors across the nation. is show up and let the world see the educated, well-informed, and take control in a positive way, in a positive way, leading the example that we can secure our borders, provide for our citizens without having to shoot everybody, right? Another show. And I think for my regular uh, radio listeners and my t- uh, TV audience, you've heard me, uh, you know, there's, I'm building on that. 
you can always go back and uh, listen to any of our radio uh, shows and archives, our TV show archives. Uh, it's all available on our website, jlwcos.tv. So you can go and listen to the show. Just kind of follow us. Get involved. Uh, that's what I want. I, 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 I want us to get involved. I want us to voice because we do have a very powerful voice, and we are growing weekly. Thank to you. We're growing weekly. And our viewers on our television show and our radio show. Thank you. Now, as I said, in other words, it does not encourage growth in either the overall economic pie or the family, right? I said that. Now, it's, it's say it this way. It's think of your family's savings. If you want to increase your investments in a savings account, well, uh, without earning more money, without earning more money, or taking out a loan that must be repaid, I'm, I'm de- deliberately doing the inflection of the voice, then you have to take that money from another part of your savings such as your checking account. You haven't increased your savings. You've just shifted existing savings around. You see what you see what I'm saying? Now, that same logic applies same logic applies to government spending. Government don't create Boy, that's uh, my my language there. My wife's going to really be happy with that. Governments don't create new income out of thin air. Nope. When Congress funds spending with taxes or by borrowed money, it's nothing to be proud of. It is not creating new income. It just isn't. It is merely redistributing, and I think I've used that word many times in the show today, it is merely redistributing existing income. That's what it's doing. Now, because government must first take the borrowed money from people before spending it, they claim that pumping new money into the economy will grow the economy is ill-founded, no substance to it. Oh, boy, here I know. You economists and you people, come on, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. That's the reason we have, we call it a, a free world, right? But I think this is pretty solid. I think this is pretty solid. Uh, we've got to get another quick break in. Uh, David, what do we have left here? Jesus, we got eight minutes left. we got eight minutes left. And uh, we got eight minutes left, and uh, we got some people holding the call. But I, I'm just going to see if this is another prank call or not. It's just I want to. Uh, you're on the air with Jim White. I would like to get your personal opinion on uh, GOP candidates. Candidates. My personal opinion of the. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. Well, which that's one a, of them do you? find that, most likely to be uh, about 20% uh, cool, uh, cooler. Romney? You there? Yeah, Romney? Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not saying he's the best uh, uh, slice either, but of the choices, mm-hmm. I, I I think he's uh, he's uh, probably probably the best to your question of GOP side. Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Yeah, Romney. Mitt Romney. Your 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 Romney? question was yeah Romney. Yeah. Your question was, who did I view from the uh, GOP side that was the best candidate to face uh, President Obama? That's what I understood your question to be. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Mitt Romney. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your question. You're welcome. Okay. So that question, thank you for the question. I got to do my. I'm not endorsing anybody. I, I don't do that. But to the question, of who I believe, I think for GOP side, I think right now it's clearly. I think uh, Mitt Romney is probably from from that side of the aisle is probably got the the credentials from the from the leadership side there. Okay. All right, but thank you for the question. Let's see if we can get another myth in. Uh, government spending makes people more productive. God, I'm going to need an hour on that, but let me get the highlights in the next in four minutes. The fact is, government spending often encourages behavior that has bad economic consequences. I think everybody can see where I'm going with this, right? And that's certainly a two- or three-show event, and we will do that, so I'll do a highlight. Now, many government programs lead to choices that actually make the economy worse. Right? The welfare programs, for example, generally encourage recipients to rely on government, handouts rather than go to work. This is why welfare reform is such a hot topic, and efforts require recipients to find work and uh, to succeed. By doing this, uh, this encourages choices that Help them both, the individual and the community. You know, work gives people confidence and dignity and helps their self-esteem become self-sufficient rather than dependent on government assistance, right? And their work makes the economy more productive. So there is a clear need for welfare welfare reform, right? Just is. Now, another example uh, that I can use and I am going to use is the Federal Flood Insurance Program. And we have many of these. I just picked these, picking these two. We have many of these. Uh, the Federal Flood Insurance Program encourages people to take undue risk by building houses in a floodplain, right? Okay. How many people would actually build on a floodplain without insurance against the flood? Well, you have some private insurance. Uh, that's a niche for them. That's a market for them to provide that insurance. Except it's a it's a risky business. So that's a risk and analysis, and that's part of growing the economy from that sector. But only by charging a higher premium for that, right? For taking the risk. Now, the government, on the other hand, takes on this risk while letting taxpayers foot the bill. We have program after program after program like this out there that you don't even know about. And you need to educate yourself on, right? Now, besides encouraging bad choices, 
government programs often discourage good economic choices, such as investments, uh, personal savings for the future, uh, physical responsibility. For example, government programs that uh, cover retirement like, ooh, here I go, slippery slope, Social Security and Medicare, housing and the low-income housing tax credits, uh, and higher education expenses, uh, different grants, uh, when it comes to mind, it's the Pell Grant, uh, discouraging savings, discouraging savings, uh, why should people put sons aside if they're discouraged for doing so? And, and, three minutes left in the show. See if I can. I don't want to leave on this thing because you're gonna you're gonna go nuts if I don't close the loop on this one. So I think you're you're seeing that uh, we've got to encourage some some programs discourage innovation and social responsibility. Other programs such as Medicaid, which funds the health care for the poor, have eligibility rules that encourage individuals to keep their income lower in order to qualify. Now that. Come on. That's going on all the time. Boy, it sets me free. Who in the world is the brainchild behind that? We got to deal with this, right? So what we want to do today is to start our journey to the White House, journey to the State House, and to be able just to offer, offer up information for you to Make a decision to make intelligent choices when you go to cast your vote for the leaders of America Incorporated, right? So I'd encourage you to uh, tune in Monday. Our television show is KYMB-TV, Comcast Channel 19 at 1 p.m. Pacific. And also we stream live uh, at JLWCOS.TV. On Monday's show, we got two fantastic guests, and we're going to be talking about health, healthy living, and uh, all the things that's necessary there. So I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank for the, the callers, and I thank the pranks <laughs> for calling as well. But come on, get real. Don't don't waste our time. So I want to, I want to thank you. I want to wish everybody a great day and uh, a, a great weekend. And um, we'll talk to you next week, okay? We'll talk to you next week. Okay. We got 60 seconds. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Jim White's Circle of Success Radio. Please visit our website, jlwhiteinternational.com. Join us next time as Jim White brings it all together on Jim White's Circle of Success Radio.